Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Grow and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, Joel Grote here. Before Lynn and I jump back into our conversation with Anna, we want to say thank you so much for being a podcast listener. We hope our time with you is encouraging your heart and renewing your hope. We know that the more we trust the grace and the love of Jesus, the more He is able to help our lives and relationships flourish. For those of you who have left ratings and reviews for us on iTunes, thank you so much. It is such an encouragement to us to hear what you have had to say. If you've enjoyed the podcast and haven't left a rating or a review, let me encourage you to take a minute and do so. It not only helps us, it makes it easier for others to find us and be helped as well. You can subscribe to the podcast and get to iTunes to leave a rating right from our podcast website, unveilinggracepodcast.com. That's unveilinggracepodcast.com. Now, let's pick up our conversation with Anna where we left off last week as she candidly and graciously walks us through how her romantic attachment blinded her to some of the warning signs common to performance-based religious groups like the one she nearly joined. So, here's Anna. You're, you're ready, and I was, you're ready to be baptized. You've had all of the lessons. Um, you just got to get the courage to tell your dad, you know. So it's less about like asking permission or inviting him into my decision, but more like you've got to make your decisions between you and God, and then you just basically tell them what your decision is. Yeah. Um, but and they so, knew I was fearful. I mean, they right. and they were sympathetic to my fear of you know telling him that. Right. Yeah. Case, but sometimes there's also this idea, well, we'll become your substitute family. You know, so even if your family gets upset at you, you know you're always welcome here. You'll always have us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was ever a part oh, of yeah, the that, mix. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. A very subtle form, whether people, and again, whether people realize it's happening or not, but within performance-based religions, to get people to make the move, there's often things in place within the system that starts to put division between other people of influence. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, well, trust us for the information. Don't go here. You really don't need to worry about this. Don't research this over here. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to find out, here's, here's where it's safe. Right. So there's all, there's that kind of demarcation. Was any of that going on as you're investigating researching? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, going through the lessons, I obviously had many questions. I was having a background in biblical Christianity, especially questions between the Bible, the Book of Mormon, um, even a Doctrine and Covenants. And I think, you know, as I started getting deeper and I started reading more Doctrine and Covenants, I, th- I think there's a reason they have you start with the Book of Mormon, to be yes. honest, because Doctrine and Covenants... <laughs> I'm surprised they actually gave it to you before baptism. The Doctrine yeah. and Covenants. Mm-hmm. No, they actually did yeah. not give it to me. I just, this was further down in my journey, you know, when I was getting, you know, I, when I was started deciding, okay, I probably should know a little bit more about... I was still planning on being baptized, but I wanted to get more information. And so... And I was actually given, before this young man left on his mission, um, he gave me this beautiful set of scriptures with my name engraved and everything. Um, wow. And in those with, it women had a whole quad. Okay, um, so it's the Bible good. and right. the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants. Yep, and I had all of it. Yep, exactly, absolutely. And so, um, 
but even when I first started listening, I mean, I did, I did read all through the Book of Mormon, um, which of course, you know, is full of stories and, and many of them sound biblical. They have parallels. Yeah, I mean, I would say it, many times it sounded uh, similar to the Old Testament, you know, to me, mm -hmm. a lot of the same types of things. And I would notice also that sometimes there'd actually be verses identical from the Book of Mormon that would be literally identical in the Bible, especially right. sections of Matthew specifically. Uh -huh. um, and Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And Isaiah. Um, anyway, I feel like but I'm on what, this topic. But <laughs> we were talking about the research and like going yes. into some of these things yes. and if you were encouraged to like only be, only go to certain places. Right, absolutely. And, and that I can say definitely did happen. Um, they, you know, going through it, I would ask questions. i say, you know, we'll make sure you know, basically, there's a lot of anti-Mormon literature online, a lot of anti-Mormon literature published. Just be careful what you see or look at, and what you what you um, the research that you do, because you know, basically, one that you know the devil's working against the one true church. So if this is the one true church, you can expect there's going to be a lot of animosity, a lot of opposition, opposition Absolutely. toward our faith. And so you know, you need to be careful about you know what you read. And so they exactly pointing me to you know LDS.org. Um, if you're really wanting to get questions about polygamy, because there's, you know, very controversial issues that I did have questions on, right. um, polygamy being one of them. So pointing me to LDS or pointing me to um, maybe certain talks, uh, Grace specifically is one of them, you know, talking, um, just talks done by general authorities, you know, right. on Mormon.org or, or whatever. And yeah. now probably as you're aware coming out, um, that in itself is a red is a red flag because oh, often that material is is sanitized mm -hmm. that material is especially prepared mm -hmm. so there isn't anything that's going to reveal right something right. that might be questionable yes absolutely in fact i can you know and i, I truly say this in love but uh one thing that's particularly uh, stuck out to me is you know and i mean first we're a little bit later when my my uh, father that december of that year after the young man left on his mission i was you know practicing a lot of Mormonism before I, before I, you know, actually decided I was going to be baptized, but he gave me this packet of information. So I decided to be baptized. He gave me this packet of information. Um, and in it, um, was just a lot of really valuable information about the church. And, and one of the missionary lessons I had gone to, um, we watched a movie called, uh, produced by the church called the restoration of the gospel, which yes. is Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. it was just a very, I mean, honestly, well done film. Um, Incredibly moving. Very moving. I mean, I was, you know, um, like I said, very well done, very moving. Um, they don't do anything second rate. Oh, no. I mean, it was, you know, and, but what yeah. stuck out to me was at this point, because um, there were certain, um, I did go to a few meetings with missionaries even after I had read that packet. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at this point, I knew more about the history of the church, and I was just baffled by the fact that this film, I was like, well, this leaves out so much of the story and again I say this in love but I mean truly like as far as things of history of the church and things that Joseph Smith had done and you know it just you know as as it baffled me that you know I'm like well, well why hide it like if there's nothing to be ashamed of in the church if the if the if, the, if it's infallible like why would you cut true, out yes. such such pivotal you know well, part pieces. of that might have come from your Christian background right because the Bible's very clear nothing is to be secret mm -hmm. so Christ is about to go to the cross and they ask him, what did you teach? And he literally says, ask them. Mm -hmm. In other right. words, and he said, I taught nothing in secret, right? And he, mm -hmm. and he tells people that anything that's secret is going to be shouted from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That being secret is not a good thing and being selective mm -hmm. is not necessarily a good thing, right? right. And so Absolutely. you probably had that as part of your... 
ethical, moral mm-hmm. code. Right. right yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, you know, and in my heart, I, I just, I just, that moment specifically, I remember because I was like, well, if I'm going to join this, this faith, like I, I, I have to be able to tell people the truth. Like I can't present this message right. to somebody and, and not tell them the full truth of it. And, and why shouldn't we, you know, you know, even in, in scripture, like the scripture is very open and honest about even the sins of very exactly. righteous, you know, I, I, yes. think of, I think specifically of King David, you know, the Bible right. does not shy away from the sin of humanity, yeah. no. you know, Moses sin, David yeah. sin, no. And so I was like, well, why on earth would they need to, to hide, you know, these types of things? Right. Because I mm-hmm. thought, you know, we, sh- we should be honest, we should be open. And, and I mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable telling somebody to join this, to, to do anything without being completely honest with them. I mean, that's what I would want for myself. Right. So... But again, for the person who's in this romantic relationship, mm-hmm. it's so powerful. And so even at this point with some of these things that have come up, until you actually open the packet from your father, mm-hmm. until you start reading Lynn's book, mm-hmm. um, you're still going to move ahead with this. You're going to join the mm-hmm. church. You're going to marry this guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all in. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason you're able to do that is because you haven't been exposed to all of it. Mm-hmm. And something I think to help people who may be listening understand is part of the culture of a performance-based religious group, whether it's intentional or not, but part of the culture is there's this culture of deception where the end justifies the means. And so when people believe that what they have is the only truth, mm-hmm. it is the absolute truth, everybody else really, even though they've got some truth, they're wrong. And you have to have their performance-based system that makes them willing to be at some level dishonest. And again, I think they do it often with the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But to encourage people, you have to understand this about performance-based religious groups. This mm-hmm. will be a part of how the system mm-hmm. works. And so please take the time to research. Even if mm-hmm. they're saying don't, maybe let that even be a red flag to say, mm-hmm. If you want the truth, you don't have anything to fear. Right. Absolutely. Um, Lynn? Well, and and that kind of um, setting the boundaries goes on even when you're within the faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the the 1980s, they told us don't read about the Mormon murders. They told us don't read about Mm -hmm. Emma's uh, polygamy, you Mm -hmm. know, and Emma and how she felt about polygamy Mm -hmm. because there were books out. Everything they told me not to read, I read, and still, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't leave the church, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because, I think, because the whole feelings thing, as you were describing Mm -hmm. with Matt, Mm -hmm. first of all, you're just overwhelmed by feelings of love. That's positive. Mm -hmm. You're also having, and that's kind of spilling over Mm -hmm. into feelings about the church and feelings about this wonderful future family Mm -hmm. and feelings about families forever. Connected to a feeling again, rather than being connected to truth. Before we get to Anna's closing comments and her advice for someone in a romantic relationship with a member of the Mormon church, We realize some of our listeners may have missed her previous two-part interview in episodes 21 and 22. So here's a brief portion from her story titled, Drawn by Romance. 
Oh, most, to be safe. Yeah, most definitely. I think especially since they knew that I came from a Christian background and they knew that my dad was very much against it. I mean, that was part of, I mean, even the fact that we couldn't meet in my house. Uh, I mean, they didn't say that, but I, I was didn't want them to come to my house because I knew that, right. my, that my father would just be very up, upset about that. And so that was in no way a red flag at the time, right? That not my, to go certain places, not to look into certain things. It, you know, and it's funny, like it should have been, you know, I see a lot of things differently now, of course. Um, but at that point, I, you know, and I don't even know that I realized to, to the extent into which I was being changed, like the way that my mind was changing, I guess, and the way I was thinking okay. about the religion, even how I was reading the Bible. Um, it's kind of like a, sl- a sl- kind of a slow fade, I guess. Like the more I mm-hmm. began to trust the people, I began to just, I guess, trust the stories that I didn't feel the need to right. look elsewhere. Well, and there had to be a that, part of you that really wanted it to be true because if it's true, then this whole relationship can go forward regardless of what your parents think mm-hmm. or your friends' concerns. And so you've got good reason for wanting the Mormon church to be true. Right, and, and that's very good. I mean, I, and I, there are many parts of me that did want it to be true. I mean, I loved, as far as, like, why, things about the church that I loved, I, mean, I love the concept of eternal marriage. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I loved the thought that I could be with the person that I love most in the world, really, forever. I mean, I loved that idea. Um, I and loved that's the, not true in Christianity. No, I mean, it's, I mean, the Scripture tells us that there is no giving and taking of marriage in heaven, you know, um, and and I had asked a missionary at one point, as like, what, you know, how do you explain this Scripture? And they had said, well, that, at least, and I don't even know, like they had, <laughs> they had said that, well, that just means that you know, you won't actually get married there, but if you're already married, that you'll be married there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, I'm like, okay, you know, and, and they were going through this whole journey. I mean, there were very, there were a lot of things that the missionaries would joke with me about me being one of the most difficult investigator convert people that they'd have, and then also being the most entertaining, just because I had so many questions. And coming from my Christian background, you know, I, I, I'm thinking I, I must have known the Bible maybe more than maybe a, the average person. The average person, with. and so there would be, and that's another reason why I think my conversion took so long. Um, because I just had so many questions and so many things that, and I, I look at, back on it now, and it was it's absolutely the Lord. Um, but just things where I would I would just read, especially in Doctrine and Covenants, like specific Mormon doctrine, that would just, I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because, you know, this the Bible says something different, you know, and little things that just wouldn't, that doesn't make sense to me, you know, and then. So what did you do with those things? <laughs> yeah, well, I would tell you, well, the first thing I would always do is I would bring them to the missionaries <laughs> because they're supposed to, you know, be able to answer those things. And I feel kind of bad for some of them because I'm sure I threw them some very difficult questions for them because, honestly, they can't be answered fully within the scope of Mormon doctrine. I mean, they, they right. really can't, mm-hmm. um, but they would do their best. And often the answer would be, you know, well, we're not going to understand everything in this time, you know, in this in this lifetime, but it, things will be revealed. And they'll they would also say, too, you know, well, you have to step out in faith. And when you step out in faith and get baptized and join the church, more will be revealed to you in time. And I will say that was usually the response. Because even if they would respond to one argument with some type of scripture, then I'd usually respond with another thing, like another question. And so we would usually come back to the same point, which was, well, you have to just have faith and believe. Um, not, not everything is going to make sense, yeah. essentially. 
Mormonism having a different definition of faith than Christianity, and the the definition of faith in Mormonism is never doubting mm-hmm. and simply following what we teach you, what mm-hmm. the church says, what the prophet says, which right. in Christianity, um, faith is very different from that. Faith has to do with believing Jesus Christ, right? Right. It's the object of your faith, and it's it's being able to trust things that you can't see, but within historic biblical Christianity, while faith may have you go beyond reason, and mm-hmm. there may be things you can't explain, mm-hmm. it'll never ask you to go against reason because mm-hmm. God has given us reason as part of who we are as people. Which and is huge, a huge difference, right, yes, between right. the two. It was a fascinating, candid, and provocative conversation. And now, here are Anna's closing comments from this week's episode. But I would say, so at this point, if you just had like two to three minutes to talk to somebody like you, mm-hmm. where um, intelligent, some Bible-based, but you're in this romantic relationship with someone in a performance-based religious group, you know you know that there's something, and, and the pressure is for you to join them. It's not that you're going to kind of work it out, but mm-hmm. no, you really need to join their group. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person who is in that position Mm -hmm. and they've maybe had these like little doubts but they just keep pushing them back or they're told, well, don't worry too much about that. What would you say to that person who was like where you were Mm -hmm. just a matter of years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, I would just say just speak from the heart to them Mm -hmm. because who knows, they might, when when they wouldn't read a packet of information from a parent. (laughs) Right, um, absolutely maybe they'll listen to you right absolutely no so I what just, would you what would you say yeah i pray the lord give me the right words to say in this moment because i know how difficult being in that situation can be how uh scary and painful um you know but first of all i would say you know one thing for me what i had to really realize when i was when i came to the point of of kind of the confusion of like, do I join, do I not, you know, was, okay, like, what is drawing me to this church? What is drawing me to this religious group, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think, honestly, and I truly believe this, that every person that investigates Mormonism seriously and joins the church is is looking for something. And, and often, I think, a lot of times it's relationship. It can be a family. It can be unconditional love. It can be in my case, it was it was a relationship, you know, the man I was so in love with, a perfect family, an eternal family, this, you know, and just examine in your heart, if I was talking directly to them, you know, what is it about the church that is so attractive? You know, find in yourself, like, what is it, you know? <coughs> Yes. Because when I really isolated it, and I, and I and I looked at it, and I was praying over it, and, and realized that like if if this man or this family wasn't part of my you know I want to say quote unquote guaranteed future in this church, I would not have been drawn to the doctrine, to right. the way of life, to you know what I mean, and mm. and that in in itself was so powerful, and in realizing that taking Christ's words seriously, and and understanding that like you know, really what we need to desire and what we, what the only thing that's going to bring us true fulfillment is Jesus Christ himself is a personal, vibrant relationship with mm-hmm. him. And, and just knowing and understanding that even if you don't feel it now, that wow. that thing that you so deeply desire, like you could join this church, you could pursue that thing your whole life, but it's not going to, it's not going to fulfill your heart. It's not going to fulfill that desire in you, whether it's the eternal family, whether it's the marriage, whether it's 
um, friends, I mean, what, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, achieving your own righteousness, I mean, it, it could be a, a success, pride, anything. Um, identify that, give it to the Lord, and realize that the only thing that's going to fulfill that is Jesus Christ. Um, another thing I'd say, I'd say is your concerns are valid. I mean, they really are. I mean, when I was investigating, I mean, there were so many things that would kind of light a little light, you know, okay, that doesn't seem right. Like that, oh, there's a scripture that in the Bible that says like that, that's the opposite. First of all, valid, yeah, that's valid, you know, and look into it. If this, you know, if, if, if the faith you're investigating is, is true, is right, then it's going to stand up to criticism. It's going to mm. stand up to research. And so, you know, then, then researching is only going to make your testimony stronger. At least that's, it should, you know, and so, Right. You know, because you, if it is true, the truth will come out. The truth, yes, yes, the truth, the truth will come out. Um, and so, and and also, I mean, there's going to be people that you encounter that are going to say, well, well, you know, well, I've heard this. What do you? What is your response? And you want to be able to answer that. And you know, I truly believe, you know, that what you'll find when you do do that research and you do, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find the concerning things that I found, and you're right. and you're gonna, you know, God's gonna give you the courage to look at them for what they are, and then to walk forward out of that. Right. Would um, you say that what? those things were maybe promptings from the Holy Spirit, those little um, mm. uncertainties that the Holy Spirit was there, kind of saying, oh. "Hey, Anna, take a look at this," and okay. and like you said, and to trust maybe God's spirit right. to oh, guide with, you and without to a that. doubt without a doubt I mean in the scripture says that like that God's word is living and active that is sharper than any like double-edged short sword and and it it truly is I mean it um I just remember reading scripture and and God you know because God is really the one I mean the Holy Spirit is the one that made the change in me that opened my eyes to the truth of of the gospel of Jesus Christ you know the true gospel of Jesus Christ and and um and so yeah, no, I, I, I just encourage, you know, anyone listening that is in my position um, to, to validate those concerns, to research, and to, to dive into the Word of God. I mean, dive into the Bible. Um, I know, you know, if you're in missionary lessons or if you're investigating, you know, they say that, that the Bible is, is corrupted or that it's not complete or, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, that um, it's over the years of being translated, that you know, all these things, but, you know, it's, it's true and it's living it is active and it is the word of god and it it's it's powerful and so yeah that's great so for now jesus is enough jesus is absolutely enough He's yeah. you know one of the things that i eventually realized wanting this eternal family wanting this perfect family loving this feeling of the mm -hmm. warmth right mm -hmm. of the family when i came to read the bible i realized i had made my family an idol yes. between oh my goodness, myself yes. and god and it was more important to me than god yeah. and that was a huge thing i had to face mm -hmm. and that's exactly what oh, you just said right absolutely. that the lord has to be the number one thing absolutely. in your life absolutely. and anything that's more important mm -hmm. than jesus um is an idol and is not a good thing. Absolutely, and that's exactly what I saw that even that I had done with this relationship with, even with this, you know, fictional future that I had created for myself of happiness, of success, of all of these things that in many ways that, I mean, this church offered me um, and, and exactly, exactly what she said. I mean, I made it an idol to the point where it was almost like leaving the church, leaving this idea, leaving, leaving this religion, um, was even hard for me because I realized that what that meant also was I had to give those idols to the Lord. I mean, I had to be willing, wow. which is exactly what the New Testament is exactly what what Jesus calls us to. I mean, it, we to die to ourselves. You know, dying to myself. You know, I just you know as a child just read that. I mean, that literally means 
giving dreams. my yeah. dreams of my, for mm -hmm. my future, the spouse I've always wanted, my children, you know, and, and if God, you know, gives me these things later, like praise God, you know, and, but yeah. even then I have to accept them with open hands and realize that this, even this life be gone tomorrow. in me, exactly. And it's okay. And it's okay because yeah. truly Jesus is all we need. He is enough. He's more than enough and he's, he's all we need. And I say that from like the deepest part of my heart. And it was only until I was able to surrender those things as, as you know, in the moment, you know, it's agony, you know, but just surrender those things and, and, and God always follows through. He always delivers and he always yeah. rescues. And it's truly, I'm so thankful, you know, for, yeah. for what he's done in my life and, and just the lives of so many people I know. <laughs> um, so at this point, looking back, no regrets for having pursued truth. No, no, not at all. And, and again, that goes back to what, you know, what I said earlier about, you know, realizing that Jesus is truly all that we need. I mean, he, he paid the price for my sin once and for all. And we don't need a religious system or a prophet or, you know, anybody. And again, I say this with love and respect, but we, it's just not necessary because he, he's, he made it, like I said, he made the sacrifice once and for all. And so I, I honestly have no regret. I'd honestly, I, I'm thankful for the way even he's able to use my story now, hopefully to speak into yes. the life of somebody who, you know, may be going through the same exact thing that I was and finds themselves in that just painful and difficult battle. Yeah. In fact, those things of religion become a distraction mm -hmm. from the truth and from mm -hmm your relationship with the Lord Jesus. Yeah, For cer certainly I was so busy, oh, busy, right? I couldn't even get into the, the Bible and right. figure out what was mm -hmm. true. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Anna. I'm, I'm convinced this will be a help. Mm. I just, I prayer. so appreciate your heart. <laughs> no um, doubt. So thanks for sharing so candidly with us and so openly. Um, not an easy struggle, but also thanks for pointing us to Jesus because um, he's who we need. He's our hope. He's our answer. He's our everything. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, grace and peace to you until yep. next time. So long. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. We hope you'll join us next time for another conversation devoted to taking your life and relationships to another level of healing. You may connect with us and leave your questions, comments, plus find the show notes at unveilinggracepodcast.com. That's unveilinggracepodcast.com, where you can experience a grace that heals. Mm -hmm.